Would help if I actually brought in my video, wouldn't it? Uh, good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday evening. A little unusual for the podcast on Tuesday. Um, I think we had a Monday podcast a couple of weeks ago. But York is on the horizon and we are gearing up with it. And there's only me and Stephen tonight. So we've, <laughs> we're playing heads or tails whether Stephen's microphone's working. Is it working, Steve? Let's see. How are we doing? Hey, hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, but it's yeah. nice to see you. I don't know how long for. But, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it just keeps wobbling in and out. But we'll make up, make do. Welcome to the podcast where we just make do no matter what. This is what it's all about. We've got four races that we're going to be looking at at the Dante Festival this week. I mean, this is one of the meetings for me, Steve, that really kicks off the flat season. I know that we've had um, some of the, you know, the new market meetings. Um, but this really kicks it off for me. I, I often find that because I'm maybe because I'm northern, uh, I just feel that you know it, it just gets things going. Um, for you, good festival. Yeah, it does. No, it does. It's the Derby and the Oaks a lot of the big new market trainers, even like Northwood, Dante, go through the years. I know, like obviously during Aiden's purple patch, you would Ali Saxon. The other one, wouldn't you? But uh, in this this in this country, this has always been the main sort of trial. And obviously, Desert Desert Crown last year done the business, didn't they? Um, yeah. I can't remember one musical last year, but Tuesday won the Oaks, didn't she? But uh, yeah, she come out of the Guineas, two Guineas runs, so there's a big step up in trip. But especially after Lingfield was a bit of a the all weather was used on Saturday because of the waterlogging at Lingfield, so. Um, it was disappointing if you were pulled out because the, the trainers yeah. didn't want to run them on, on a title weather track. Well, especially for me with uh, a blue stocking, I seem to have been waiting all season for it to run. It still keeps getting pulled out. But mm. he's down to running the trial on Saturday at Newbury, so I'm hoping my uh, anti post ticket saying to be ripped up just yet. Yeah, we shall yeah. see. I think there's another horse come running at York this week that you might fancy, but we'll get on to that in a couple of, a couple, well, in a little bit. Um, yeah. Evening, Michael, who's mentioned, who's uh, had a message there on YouTube in the comments. If you're watching on Twitter, if you're watching on Twitter, or you're watching on Facebook. Head over to YouTube because I'm going to be giving away a £25 free bet tonight. So I've got a little question coming up when we cover the Dante in two races times, and if you can get the answer for this, um, and you can inbox us on the fa on the uh, the Twitter profile, the Understarters Orders Twitter page. Um, the correct answer, I'll be choosing one of you to give a £25 free bet. Stay, you'll know the answer, so I'm not even saying it now, because you're bound to, you'll, you'll end up giving it away, I just know you will, because you just know your stuff. Um, you can privately message me in the chat what you think the answer is anyway to this one. We'll cover that in the Dante in a couple of minutes, in a couple of minutes time. But let's kick things off, Steve, because we're going to, we're going to start with the Duke of York Clipper Stakes, which is a six furlong sprint, starting at York tomorrow, it's at three o'clock, and I mean, fresh from Haydock over the weekend. This is unusual, isn't it? Four days later, Creative Force turning up here. Um, he's three to one at the top of the market. Highfield Princess, she's back, although she has to give weight around. She was getting a lot of weight last year. She's giving the weight down um, with that Group One penalty. Um, that's going to be hard to do against these ones at 130. Marshman, the three-year-old, and I was just talking to Stephen about this. The last three-year-old to run in this race was back in 2015 when Matt Moo finished second for Tim Easterby. And, uh, yeah, he gave it a really good go. And he was a good horse that season, Matt Moo. So it's unusual, a three-year-old turning up here. But got to have a chance. We've got the Australian horse here in the Astrologist for Leon and Troy Corstens. Ryan Moore's taking the ride on that. 
Azure Blue is at nine to one. She'll probably want softer ground than what's going tomorrow. Emma Artiana, you know, for always the bridesmaid in Group Ones, there at fourteen to one. You know, good chance, but generally needs the first uh, the first run back. Comanche Falls, double winner of the Stewards Cup last year. Oh, sorry, the winner of the Stewards Cup last year and winner in twenty twenty one as well. And then Art Power is. Uh, Timmy's to be mentioned this week. He's thriving at the moment, which is uh, a nice, decent price. So he can get back to any sort of form, 28. Diligent Harry, Anaf, and Carden also round out the field. So it's a nice little field, this, Stephen. And a few ums and ahs, isn't there, really? I mean, creative force, the four-day turnaround. Highfield Princess having to give that weight away. Marshman, the three-year-old, the Australian horse here. Uh, I mean, where do you start, Stephen? Steve, I can't hear you, mate. Can hear you now. Go Can you hear me now? Yeah. So obviously, Highfield Princess brings brings the best form of the race, but whether she's given whether she's going to need it first time up, like you say, with the with the Group One penalty, um, if it does go in at 130, you're probably going to be licking your wounds if you've not backed it. But Creative Force, I was quite disappointed in the Palace House uh, when it ran at the Craven meeting. Um, yeah, it was on every entitlement to beat Tiber Flow and. Comanche falls in the four-runner race at Haydock the other day, but as a sprinter, it's still it's run plenty of good races, but it just doesn't get its head in, head in front enough for me. I'm just wondering whether he's still a bit of a specialist seven furlong animal, you know? Um, yeah. The astrologist, uh, last time we saw him was in Dubai, run behind the Dania, which was an ex Shadwell horse, but was previously mm. trained in England, but now he's trained in Dubai. Also, Hale is a horse I've been following, who I'm going to be following over a cliff this year, was third in that race uh, in the, the sprint on World Cup night. Um, he's six to one. Obviously, the Australians got a great record when they come over here when it comes to races like the Diamond Jubilee. You think of Schwazier and obviously the horse last year that won it. Um, was it Perfect strip, top strip or something, wasn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> is he up to that level? I, I don't know. I've not really checked his form too far back to see where he's in that sort of class. But obviously, they're such good sprinters anyway. Sometimes their second and third-rate ones are probably could be as good as our top ones, you know. Um, mm. Emirati Anna uh, won the Haydock sprint a couple of years ago. Hasn't really recaptured that form. He's run plenty of good races, but seven there going on eight. Um, also carrying a penalty. Art Pab was going to bring the speed to the race early doors. He'll go off. His usual fast self. I, I really like Marshman, Chris. Just, yeah. I think last year's gym crack run behind Noble Style. Um, Noble Style was really impressive that day, but I think Marshman got to the front plenty early enough than what he would have liked to have done. Um, and the Solid course form. Yeah. And I just, like you said, the free roll record in this race isn't, well, there's not been many runners, but why are they coming here instead of, there was a Commonwealth Cup trial last week. The Ascot, I think the, the Sandy Lanes at Haydock uh, in a couple of weeks, in a week's time. Um, the fact that coming here is interesting because obviously the Commonwealth Cup's Ascot as well for three rows alone. So um, the fifth was in the middle part, wasn't it? Mm. Just wondering where he was a bit past his best when he got beat by Blackbeard. That like was the end of the season. You've got to remember he was on the go pretty early last year. I just, I think it's just a bit of a tip in itself. The fact he's coming here, you know. Yeah. He's not the two shot. He's getting nine pound off off most of the field. With Art Power bringing the pace of the race, he's a strong traveller. He would be my tip for the race. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, just just put a comment here from Lee on the Lee at Racing Lee. Cheers, I just had Nick Bradley on a video tomorrow, shameless plug, but they're very keen on Marshall. I, I, I don't, I mean, it's it's hard not to see why Marshman is so well fancied here. He, he's a three year old, you don't see this often, do you, Stephen? And the fact that the horse is coming here, it was very impressive in France last time, anyway. And I think it was Donica's horse that was finished in second in France uh, to him last time. Um, it has to have a really solid chance tomorrow, really does. Yeah, Matt Moo finished second back in 2015. Um, that was the last three year old to run in this race. So, um, I think Carl Burke has said, you know, it does look a tough race, but you know, if he's come on from his run in France, he's, he's fit and well, you know, he's a very smart sprinter in the making, and there is. There's there's movement in that. There's movement in that, especially in this division where it isn't exactly, you know, Highfield Princess. I don't think is going to be wound up fully tomorrow. I think she she's one who generally comes along throughout the season. Creative Force, you know, it was like a bit of a, it was a bit of a piece of work at, at Haydock, really. Um, so I think that's going to bring him forward. But it is a quick turnaround, isn't it? And I know these sprinters can you know handle a quick turnaround. I've mentioned Azurblu anyway. I think that horse she needs um, softer ground. And I don't think she'll get that tomorrow. Um, I, I don't really know much about the astrology. It's been nice to see this, but you do come down on Marshman because, I mean, he's getting the weight uh, anyway. And I know that's it's, it's not a lot to say in a sprint race because I don't think if you're a good sprinter, you can give the weight away. But he's getting, he is a very good sprinter and he's getting weight. Um, so for me, it has to be Marshman by process of elimination, I feel. Um, so Marshman for both me and stay in that race. Um, nine to two we can get currently though, Stephen. Are you having a bit on that? Yeah, Steve said he is, but I didn't hear him on his microphone. We'll get there. <laughs> so Marshman, it, yeah. yeah, Marshman for both was in that first race there. And cheers, Lee, there for giving us the heads up from Nick Bradley one. Cheers, but uh, move on to the Musadora next, which is a, a head scratcher. I, I think you, Steve, you like one quite solidly in this one, but let's just go through the betting in this one because... Infinite Cosmos, you know, she was on debut last year. She was behind Sea of Roses when looking a little bit green. And then she came back out. Obviously, last time she was impressive at Newmark Newmarket. And I think did she go to the to the head of um, the Orcs betting for that stay? Uh, Infinite Cosmos went after after the, the, the Newmarket race. She went favourite for yeah. a couple of days until until. Um, Say the last dance for me, won the chess the rogues last week. Yeah, the rogues yeah. last week. So um, obviously it's hard. To, it's hard to gauge the winner. The winner was good, but I think they all stopped in front. I think the second was ninety-one mm. rating handicapper. Um, yeah, you can't take away what she done. She done it impressively. Obviously, she acted on the ground. Um, the strength of her maiden win when she beat Boogie Woogie and uh, Azarat. They've both come out and won as well. I don't think Boogie Woogie's a bad animal at all. Um, She's a 33 or one shot for the Oaks. I'm not sure whether it's the target. But she was really good when she won her maiden next time. But Infinite yeah. Cosmo was uh, second to Sea of Roses on at some Ledger meeting last year. Um, sea of Roses had, had had the experience of a race. She also had the experience, uh, the advantage of the rail that day. Infinite Cosmos was out in the middle of the middle of the track, uh, green as grass. Ryan, Ryan rode him that day, rode her that day, and she uh, he saw hands and heels, and then he gave her a clip, and then she went, and then he sort of eased up again, and then also looked like she had a chance, so he started riding, and she made up a lot of ground in a short space of time, and she only got beat mm. on the nod really, but um, 
I suppose if you're going to go strictly by form, there's not much between them. But Sea of Roses, Sea of Roses definitely had the experience and was probably a bit more match sharp. And Sea of Roses on her debut, she was second to arrest at plus less. Uh, she yeah. was well beaten seven lengths, but on really, really soft ground. So the form really stacks up, you know. I mean, he's 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 favourite for the derby now. So um, mm. you've got Novakai was second to Commissioning, who sadly has been retired. But that was in the Phillies mile. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what to expect from her. Really, it's his first time up. Um, Gavi, your rosebud. She absolutely bolted up on debut, but um, that day at Newbury, the heavens really opened. There was some really, really wide, uh, wide margin wins. And yeah. if you look for her pedigree and the rest of her family, they all absolutely love soft. Um, so this will be a totally different kettle of fish to Newbury for her. Um, I'm not yeah. know much about. Obviously, connections you got to take a lot of. You got to take a look. You know, what I mean, they're, whether they're coming here as a site for save, save the last dance, I don't know. But um, there'll be definitely people following that more. And no, Brian, nine to one shot. And Midnight Mike, uh, Midnight Millie, sorry, Midnight Mile. She um, she was forced to meditate in the Breeders' Cup, uh, finished turf, which is obviously really good form when you think of meditates uh, two year performances last year. Closely matched with Morge and Tahira, so mm. um, you'd obviously have to look as well, you know. Um, no name ever, I suppose you have question marks with, with the distance, but the damn side obviously Tuesday was the Galileo, so the stamina on that side. But um, I really like the favour. I think she was only she was only just getting to know the game in the last furlong when she met the rising ground at Newmarket, um, and a lot of yeah. these. Chris- a lot of these horses in these colours are crystals, and a lot of them went off to the sales at the end of last year. I think one of the, I think the main sort of ownership died or something. But um, mm. the crystals there, there's crystal capellas. A lot of them, they all went to the sales. I think this one was one of them, but they decided to sort of hold back on this one. And uh, I think that's quite interesting as well. But, uh, I think seven to four is a good price. I think she'll win. I think she'll win well. And um, whether she, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just trying to think to myself. Well, in comparison with say the last dance, it's so hard to gauge the form of last week. But mm. um, do you know what I mean? You're looking at a six to four, seventy-one by twenty-two lengths. Yeah. I think this also. I think it's also got any any amount of improvement to come. But regarding the Oaks, who no one's going to know. Yeah, it's going to be um, a, a bit more of a learning curve this week, isn't it? I think they'll find out a bit more, um, the Stout team, uh, about her this week. Um, obviously, we've got the dead eight in here, so that means we get the three places, which is which is good. I hope that none of them come out anyway, Stephen, because, you know, two and each way prices that uh, I do like is Sea of Roses. I, I mentioned to you earlier about um, Oshin mentioning to me that she's, she's actually come on. Um, and I know she beat Infinite Cosmos on her debut, but um, she has come out of that France France race and, and stepped forward from that. But there's one at a bigger price that I like, Stephen. It's the outsider of the field in Soul Sister uh, for Jonathan Thursday Gosden with Frankie yeah. on board. Now, I mentioned this, didn't I? On the, the yeah. I said, I forget her for the green. I just said, I'll be much more interested when she steps up. Yeah. It's interesting there's money for her because she ran in a, she ran the same day as Infinite Cosmo at uh, Doncaster last back end and that was a good race. Um yeah, Haggis had the favourite Haggis had the favourite Philip Doom. Doom 
Yeah. You come out of that, that family of dank, they all cost absolute millions when they go to the sale, anything mm. that comes out of that uh out of that family and um Doom was yeah. having its second run and this all speed well. I, mm. I think uh started not hundred percent sure how she's yeah, she she sure. generally she she just got up on the line, Stephen, that day and on that debut run. And I thought there was a lot more to come this year. And they tried her in the Fred Darling, but that ground that day was really really bad. I'm willing to you have to forgive, you know, a horse a bad run on ground like that. It really was bad, and she just got stuck in it. She's got. I, I think she looks ideal, you know, for a type for for York, for me personally. And I think she has to step up a lot. There is a lot to step up on here, but. If she can put up a best foot forward, you know, the, the debut run filled me with promise, I thought. She went straight into my tracker that day. And there are a lot of question marks in this, I think, Stephen. You know, I think Richard Farley's got a decent horse in Midnight Mile there. I'm not I'm not exactly excited by Empress Wu, even though David Simcox had a winner of this in Madame Tiang about, was it 10 years ago or so? Um, in this. Yeah, was it in this? Was it in the Musidora? Are we talking about the Dan Taylor? Sorry. Yeah, it was the Musidora, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so um, yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not strict. I'm not, I'm not overly keen on Novakai. I think Gavi, your road buds. I think I don't know if you mentioned this, Stephen, but the the, the family wanted soft ground, um, and while you know the horse was, she was impressive on debut. It was soft ground, and this is not going to be soft ground. And I think it was a little bit. Um, I'm I'm just not taken by by them winning by margins like that really. Um, Lombarda, I'm not quite sure what to make of Lombarda. You know she did well at Gowran, she progressed. Um, it's a big step up in class, obviously, like of some of these. There's ifs and buts are going around the school, and I think Soul Sister at sixteen to one, she might be the outsider of the field, but has has something indefinitely in the breeding i think she's by dream piece which is a chad brown horse anyway it's very good breeding and i, I think the step up in trick is going to uh, work wonders for this horse um 16 points too big for me and i know she has to go and prove it but we've got the dead eight in here in three places i'll take that at 16 to one anyway so for you stephen you're gonna side with the favorite I'm gonna you're signing with the favorite mate good I'll side with Soul Sister uh, in that race and each way stakes. Anyway, right, we'll move over to Thursday now, Stephen, and we'll have a look at the Dante, which is all what all this meeting's all about. It's a group two for class one. Um, and let's just load up the betting for this one because it is another competitive one. Anyway, we've had the declarations through for this, and it's nine to two the field here with the ep epic to us. <laughs> I still haven't figured how to say this, this horse. Epic Titus. No, no. Epictus, Epictetus, something like that. I still can't say it. But John and Thady goes in there. Uh, Flying Honours is 92 as well. Passenger, I think we'll come on to that one with you, Stephen, won't we? Uh, Canberra Legend is in the Continuous, who's unbeaten for Aiden and Ryan. Um, the Foxes will be ridden by Anne Oshin. And then we've got White Birch, who's a stunning horse for John Joseph Murphy. Very taken with White Birch last time out. Uh, and rounding out the field, right down the bottom at 50 to 1's Kelly Beggs, Warrior for Charlie Johnston. Uh, shall we start with Passenger, Stephen? Because I think this is one that you've had on your radar for a while. Yeah, I thought I went against him last week with Chester. I thought I think I ended up going with him with Chester last week, pulling around the ground. Um, it's, just, it's just the fact that they've, they've supplemented it. Is, I know, like, Stain did last week. He doesn't give you much, does he, when they, uh, they speak to him? But, so 
they run circular fire in the Lingfield trial as well, which was only a, 10 days after the, the new market run. But they said to him, I just want to find out how good he is. But I know the sort of the Arcos family has supplementary fees, fuck all, but mm. if Stat had one he liked and he thought there might be a target at Royal Ascot, he would probably give it a little bit more time, do you know what I mean, from the debut. But yeah, he absolutely, he absolutely bolted up on debut in the Wood Ditton. Um, I know the Wood Ditton back in the day was popular maiden, wasn't it? Yeah, the whole flat season, but it's probably not got the same sort of prestige now, you know. Like, I know Harbinger was his sort of last or second in it before he won at Chester. Obviously, he went on to be a uh, track record also in the King George eventually, didn't he? But yeah, yeah, um, obviously, he trained the old man Ulysses. Um, I don't think he's Ulysses, obviously, was placing he was second to an able in the King George. I think it was third or fourth in an arc, but I do think his best trip was 10 furlongs. Uh, he won an eclipse, didn't he? Uh, and he won the Judd one international. Uh, so I, his best trip, I feel, was 10 furlongs, even though he probably just about got a mile and a half. I don't, I'm not sure this horse is looking for a mile and a half. So even if he did, even if he wants to win, I'm not sure he would go down the Epsom route unless he, he won going away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So where, where a lot of these are here for their trial, this, this might be his sort of. Cup final for now, if you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. they maybe, if he's good enough, they'll probably look at races like the Eclipse or obviously the International later on. You know, I mean, if he's up to, if he's up to one level. But um, obviously, it's a different kettle of fish to a maiden race at Newmarket. Epictetus was uh, second to August rode down in the Racing Post Trophy. He won the Epsom trial last week. I wasn't overly impressed, but uh, frankly, said he got a bit lonely in the middle of the track, so I can sort of. I can understand that. You probably, you probably expect him to improve for the run as well. Um, flying on as I thought was a bit one pace last year. I didn't think he had a real turn of foot, but his form was pretty solid enough. Three wins from five runs. Uh, he was second to the Foxes, wasn't he, in the, the Royal yeah. Lodge? Mm. Um, the Foxes is interesting here. I thought I thought the run in the, uh, the Craven Gun Indestructible was good because I, I thought the trip was far really on the short side for him that day. Yeah, I agree with that. So I'd be interested to see him steps up to a mile and a quarter. I think he'll definitely thrive for it. He, he uh, ended up getting to the front, Stephen, I thought, way too early. I mean, I'm, I did. think about furlongs out, he got to the front. Like, there was nothing else taking him into the race. He got there, and he just simply was past near the end. I think he's a, a great price. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he rode him that day, but I'd, maybe they thought we'd use his stamina as a... Yeah, it was Oshin who was yeah. Like indestructible, he also beat it. Like you got to remember, he was chasing home Chaldean a couple of times on the last battle. Mm. So um, he's no mug. Um, White Bird looked really, really impressive, didn't he? Yeah, um, and he's, I don't oh no, he's a stunner. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what we spoke to Andy after the race, where I don't know whether they went too quick in front and they sort of the race sort of fell yeah. in his lap at the home. Yeah. But, um, Cameron Legend looked workman like last time, but the further he went, the better he looked. Um, I think another step up is what he wants. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm sort of I'm going to go with Passenger Chris at eleven to two. He's, he's got he's got to improve. But the fact that he's yeah. got the money to run, I think he's I think he's interested. Obviously, um, the fact he's only won race once, he's probably less the least exposed. Probably got more improvement than most, but. Mm. I don't know too much about Aidens, to be honest with you, continuous. No, I don't. I think he was a little bit of a baby last year, I think, Aiden thought. Yeah. Um, I think uh, he was going to run. Did he run in the Beresford? 
I'm not sure who ran in the Beresford. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. He did. He won the Beresford, dear me. <laughs> yeah, just checking that. Uh, yeah. So you're passenger, Stephen. Yeah. I'm passenger. Yeah. Passenger. I'm. I'm. I'm going with the foxes, Stephen. Um, myself. I. You mentioned it. You hit the nail on the head for me. It was too short at in, at the Craven uh, meeting. Far too short in that race. And I. I thought that Oshin got to the front too early, and then was just caught by a horse that finished better over a mile. Um, like you mentioned, the Destructible has got some very good form running in behind some very decent horses last year. And seven to one is pretty decent here. Um, and we, I've, I'd like to take on any of these others at the top of the market here. Uh, at least you know the Foxes is fit. You know the fit, you know the Foxes ran very well against a decent horse last time and was probably in front too soon. Um, stepping up in trip, I think it opens up a lot more avenues for the horse. Um, and I think Oshin will be a little bit more conservative for the ride. Um, from draw two on Friday around York. I think this tra trap will really suit this horse too. Long stride in proper galloper. Um, so I'll be interested to see. Andrew Baldwin does do well at York too. So uh, be I I I'd like to see that for Kia Jurabton there. Uh, and, you know, uh, for the uh, King Power Racing Syndicate. Right. Uh, thanks, Stace, for passenger for you and the Foxes for me in that one. And we're going to come over to our last race that we're going to look at for this week, which is the Yorkshire Cup on Friday. Um, it's Group 2, and it's a bit of a stayers event, this one, isn't it, Stephen? Um, over the one mile six, it's got all of your, your oh, ones who are always in here. You've got your Brooms, you've got your Emily Dickinson's, Eldar Eldorovs. I think this is this is probably one of the better staying events of the season, I feel. Um, I know it's early in the season, and we have some, ones, some of them that come towards the end, but this is this really gets them going, I think, these stayers at the start of the season. Uh, Quick Thorn is 5-2. to two. Um, Oshin's going to be riding that one. Broom is nothing jocked up yet, uh, but in there for Aiden at 100-30. Eldar Eldorov is 9-2. to two. Emily Dickinson, 11s with Hamish. Don't think Hamish will run myself at 6s. Well, he might do. You know, I think Hamish has won well, run over course and distance and won before. Hasn't he last season? I think um, Hamish was it the season before? Uh, maybe six to one. Siskani six to one, and then 12, 16 to one bar those. Um, Steve, where do you want to start here in this uh, Yorkshire Cup? Can't hear you, Stephen. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what do I, what the hell do I think about this race? I think it's a minefield. That's what I think, really. Yeah, no, I, I do. First time I've looked at it, so I'm just um, Emily Dickinson. I know the boys were keen on her being stepped up in trip this year, weren't they? Um, yeah, I think especially Andy, one of deck, one of them was. But is Hamish going to run here on a quick reappearance? He only seems to run two or three times a year, but that was yeah. really impressive with the way quicken last week. Um, I think they've got to look after him. I think they've got to look after him. Yeah, quick, quick form stole a couple of these races last year, didn't they? Um, yeah. With his front running tactics. I'm surprised he's as short as five to two, to be honest with you. But um I think trying to steal this with Broom in the race might be tough because they're two horses that like to force the pace. Mm. So you're talking about the first and second favourites, they're both frank going salts. Um they're probably all right, sometimes at York you can get away from them, can't you? But before you know yeah, it, yeah. you're three out and you've got one or two of them ten lengths clear and they might not come back, but I'd probably look for a closer if I'm if I was having a bet in the race. But Elder Elder, I've obviously won the won the ledger, didn't they? Um, yeah. 
won the, the Queen's Vase as well. Was it the Queen's Vase or the King Edward II? I think it was the Queen's Vase. Yeah, um, which is back, back to a mile and six now, it used to be two miles. But um, he was then put in his place at Ascot in, on Champions Day. He was, he was last of seven. I don't know whether he was over the top after a after yeah. a tough run in the, in the ledger. I don't know. But he didn't perform. He, didn't, he looked like he'd on stage as well. Yeah. Um, back to a mile and six, it'd be interesting because he does have that turn of foot. Um, Emily Dickinson, the same. You think of Baron Samadhi's form in Ireland is such a consistent sort, isn't he? You know, she's absolutely yeah. in Ireland in five, five and a half lengths. Aiden done this last year with Kiprios, uh, sort of was, a, was talked about as a derby also. And once he steps up, he is. The improvement was never ending, wasn't it? But um, yeah. I'd look, I'd look at them too, Chris Elder, Elder, Elf and Emily Dickinson. I think they're, I think, I think the front two might cut each other's throats. Yeah, I think, I, I think Eldar of can bring in a little bit of class here, a touch of class to this race. I feel obviously, I know that you know, Broom and Quick Form have also you know got a lot of class in here, but I think last season, um, obviously winning the St. Ledger, and I thought he, I, I didn't think he was spectacular in the um Queen's Bars, and like you mentioned, Stephen was well turned over over in Lanchion. Yeah. It took a long time to get up as well in the Queen's Bars, didn't it? It was, uh, yeah. I remember, I remember thinking at the time of the race that you wonder what sort of market it left on him, you know, because it was to beat Zachariah. The form was really good at the time. Zachariah came out and won a John Porter, I think, at Newbury after yeah. that, and the form was pretty strong, but um. It was good to firm that day, and I thought to myself, "Oh, like I wouldn't be surprised if he was a bit jarred up." Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, he then went to Longshot, which I think was a bit of an afterthought. Try and nick a Group One on on a cheap, you know. Uh, he was favourite for the Grand Prix de Paris, and he was he was beaten by Onesto, which was no disgrace, but yeah. um, it probably wasn't the right thing to do, you know. Then they had a nice long break, come out and won the Ledger, beat New London. Mm. Like I say, the true sham race, he just might have been over the top. He was on the go in May, so... Yeah. October was probably a bit too much for him. But, um, I think you've got you've got to look forward to the four-year-olds because they've got a good two or three years, really, at the top level here in these cup events. And, yeah. you know, Emily Dickinson and Eldar Eldorov are going to be the ones, I think, you need to watch carefully going forward this season. Um, which one? I mean, um, declarations are out tomorrow. Tomorrow, aren't they? Anyway, Stephen, see which one Aiden decides to bring him out, bring over both. But I think Eldar Eldorov at the minute is the one that I'd be siding within this myself. I think Emily Dickinson, yeah. like you mentioned, Andy is very uh, excited for her stepping up in trip this season. Um, but I'd go for Eldar Eldorov at this, this early stage at the moment at nine to two. I think uh, the horse could shorten anyway in the market. I think we could see a drift on Quickthorn. I don't. Th I wasn't very impressed with Quickthorn last time. Anyway. Um, in that race, Broom was was impressive. Um, so I'd like to see which turns up first, but obviously we've got a long break for Elder Elderov to overcome. Um, so uh, that, that's where I'll be siding at the moment, anyway. And there's nothing else down the bottom of the market that really excites me. I mean, um, Giovaletto, I think that was a horse that Andy put up a few times last year for Marco Botte, um, another four year old who could, you know, improve again this year and over these cup distances. And then you've got Isra as well for John and Thursday, Thirty Gosden. That could be another one there, another four-year-old. Boshaw Ballet, you know, um, really, I don't know what's gone wrong with that horse. I love the horse, but I don't know what's gone wrong at all. Tashkan's been running over in over in France as well, as as, as an, uh, Siskani is always there or thereabouts. So 
it's it's a head scratcher really but i'd side with eldar elderov at this early stage i'll just have a little small one on that one for myself steve uh and you you well eldar elderov as well yeah i think i would agree i've, I've normally with bearings you're probably likely to have a run still probably a bit early in the year for him but um yeah i think i think so yeah i think that'd be the one for me the two without remedy dickinson but i'd probably go with the, with the ledger winner Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Um, I mentioned at the top of the show about um, a free bet, um, a £25 free bet that we could get, are going to give away. Um, question is, Stephen, you'll know this when you can type this in the comment at the bottom. Um, the Dante last year was obviously won by Sir Michael Stout. Um, that was his seventh time winning the Dante. Which other trainer has won the Dante seven times? Uh, don't say it out loud, Stephen. If you know the answer to that, drop us an inbox message on Twitter at USO Podcast. If you're watching on Spotify, I'm going to keep this open for everyone who else who is watching until Friday. We'll give out the £25 free bet on Friday. So get those answers into us at the podcast. Stephen, type in the private chat if you know exactly who that is. Um, and if you've got the right answer, I'll put your names into a hat and I'll draw out a winner and your £25 free bet for York on Friday for you guys if you get that right anyway. Um, Stephen, smile. Thumbs up if you know it, Steve. Oh, no, no. He's, he's done a thumbs up. He's, he knows, he knows, he knows. Um, anything else that takes your fancy this week, Stephen, at York? Is there anything in your track or anything like that? that you're yeah, there's loads. Uh, John Gosden's got a filly on Friday in the uh, Farm Stables. There's a Michael Sealy Memorial Stakes. It's a listed race from over a mile around a bend at York. Uh, the horse is called Queen for You. Um, mm. I, think it's, I think she could be a coronation filly. Um, She's a Lloyd Webber horse. She's from that family that have produced Fallen for You. Uh, you know the whole the whole lot of them. It's just it's just yeah. a winning family. It's, it's a Kingman filly anyway. Out of Fallen for You, who's uh, from a Dan Silly mare. Uh, she made her debut at Ascot. Uh, it was over the straight mile, which would be my only concern tomorrow as it first time around the bend. But she, she's a strong traveller. Uh, she, she settled well. She knew her job, um, and I think she'll improve for her debut. And I think two to one's a good price. Uh, the Godolphin yeah. got the favourite, um, Spring Lady, but I think this also could be could be a little bit special. And um, even the, the third in the betting storm we see, Sir Michael's horse. Uh, this could be this could turn out a good race for the race to watch for the rest of the year. I think there'll be I think the, the front three in the betting will will be winning races. But I do like Queen for you. Mm, thanks very much, Stephen. Uh, only one from my tracker, which runs on Friday as well, Stephen. Um, well, there's quite a few in my tracker, but the one that I've been thinking, I was seriously, seriously impressed with Persian Dreamer uh, for Amor Racing and Dominic French Davis um, on his debut. Uh, sorry, on her debut in, at Newmarket on the Rolling Mile. She beat a horse called Dorothy Lawrence of Carl Burke, who I think is very, uh, another one's putting your trackers as well um, in that maiden fillers race. And she just was. She was scintillated. I think that's probably the best two-year-old I've seen this season. So she is coming out again in the 150 at York, which is the Murray Gate, the Phillies-listed um, um, race um, on Friday. And I think she might be a short price in that. I'm not sure. We'll see. He has got some of his other ones entered in there, Dominic, at the minute. But the only one that jocked, is jocked up is 
Persian Dreamer, and she is the one that I was most taken with at the beginning of, uh, for this season so far. She's been the best two-year-old in my eyes. Is there, is there any, any others? I think Dorothy Lawrence is actually taking her on in that race again, so that would be a very interesting race anyway on Friday, uh, those two taking on uh, each other again, because I think them two are probably, you know, one two of the best two-year-olds that have started this season anyway, are off on a good one. Uh any others, Stephen? Is that it, mate? Yeah, no, I like Real Dream in the first tomorrow. Like the one shot. Uh, Ryan's riding out uh, him. The one he's seasonal reappearance at Kempton last time. It was only a five-runner race, and he had to do his own donkey work. Um, he sort of went off in front. Uh, they all come at him, but what I liked was his attitude. Uh, as soon as they come either side of him, when the breakaway come on the rail, he got slapped mm. from... Uh, his Reese Clutter Bucket Road, I can't remember who wrote him, but he, he just he just he found plenty, and I think there's plenty of improvement to come. And when it won his when it won his made at the back end of last year at Nottingham, it was it had three or four lengths to make up Furlong pole and literally took off. Um I think it's not really, really improving fast and eight stunts well, nice bait, uh, getting nearly a stone off the Godolphin all um are you worried about the draw, though, Stephen? I think she's drawn wide. It's the 17. Yeah, it won't matter, though, because they're going to come down the middle anyway. So I mm. think he'll take a tug and see where he goes, you know. So if he yeah. breaks well, he's up in the van. If he breaks slowly, he'll just take a tug and then come around the inner. But how often do you see him come up the rail nowadays at York? It's very, very rare, isn't it? Very rare. Coming down the centre, aren't they, most of them? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But in the old days, it, it, was, a, it was a graveyard. You wouldn't touch anything drawn above 10. But... Yeah, I think it's been a long time since you can sort of worry about it. Say, just have a look in the second race because there's a horse that Brad mentioned earlier on in the chat that uh, you're probably going to be having a little play on tomorrow, isn't the stay in that second race? <laughs> yeah, he mentioned some again. <laughs> hey, he's got perfect draw right in the middle, buddy. They're in, in 12. Well, they all take their turn, didn't they? It's just just luck of the draw in a day, you know. Like you got Sears mm. Cup winners, Wokingham winners, Air Gold Cup winners. Like Canjar had their bollocks on it, didn't they? For one of the big handicaps last year. Yeah. Like a, was that the Air Gold yeah. Cup? Was it? Like, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, Summer games twenty to one. You'd be you'd be mad not to have a save on him, wouldn't you? If you're having a bet in the race. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wagyu likes it here. Uh, a front runner, um, another one who takes his turn in winning. You know, Soldier's Minute was a really good horse back in the day. Just Frank was was a good three year old. He sort of gone, he sort of fell away a little bit, but it needs to be like last year he was hovering up handicap. Yeah, these northern tracks, but um, yeah, get on it, Brad. Get on it, Brad. <laughs> yeah, just uh, cheers, Stephen. Thanks for that, mate. We're going to wrap things up, though. Just a reminder of that question, if you want to win a £25 free bet for Friday at York, Steve knows the answer. I mentioned it earlier, and I'll say the question one more time. Um, last year, Sir Michael Stout equaled another trainer's record in the Dante. Um, seven wins in the Dante. Which is the other trainer who has also had seven wins in the Dante? You need to send your answer through to our Twitter inbox um, and we'll choose a winner um, some point, probably Thursday, and then you'll get that £25 free bet on um, Friday. So make sure, remember, I'm telling you, 
you need to send your answer to our Twitter inbox or Twitter inbox or our Facebook inbox. Any of our inboxes, as long as it's not on the chat there. <laughs> See some people putting it on the chat. Well, that's all I can say about that. Uh, right, we'll wrap things up there. Nice and short and sweet. Have a great Dante meeting. I'm really excited for this week, although I'll be in work, so we'll be watching it quite later on. So thanks very much for joining me, Steve. Yeah, cheers, Chris. No worries. Enjoy and we will enjoy the week. I don't think we're here on Thursday. Um, I'm not sure, but keep an eye out uh, for our, our socials. We'll let you know. Um, you're not here, Steve. I'm not here. Maybe Andy will be here. He might do another solo. We never know. Maybe Andy's watching in the background and he's thinking to himself, I'll do another solo. You've got the lockings on, so yeah, it would be worth someone coming on. Um, That's true, yeah. Um, so maybe we'll be here Thursday, maybe we won't. Might, do, might even do a Twitter space, so if you see us there, you might see us there anyway. So yeah, get involved in the competition. Have a great week. Uh, hopefully we'll give you some winners there. Marshman in the first tomorrow was our big one. We both liked that one, didn't we, Stephen? And then give us the rest of the listen because Marshman, I think, was our big one for the tomorrow anyway. Thanks very much, boys. And we will see you all again next time. Goodbye.